Welcome back to this episode of Murder Blows. Uh, nope, let me start over. That's okay. You can keep this. <laughs> Welcome back to this episode of Murder Blows. This week, Maisie is bringing us a story of uh, cinematic proportions. I'm going to say so. Uh, we've got Charlie and Carol. Are they Bonnie and Clyde? Is it Stockholm Syndrome? Let us know what you think on our Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, all that good jazz. This week I'm joined by... Cody. Maisie. And Sasha. And naturally I'm Violet fucking everything up. Uh, So we're going to roll the intro and get this shit started. I'll probably kill that tonight, too. It's been a week. Uh, agreed. Mm -hmm. I got a scheduled outside of my availability, so I was like, you know, just like, if we can. I'd I'd like to leave early. You know, I never ask, never do. So, it'd just be nice, maybe like 30 minutes. You know, anything. I'll take it. But no. Why do they even have you turn in an availability? (laughs) I don't fucking know. (laughs) I was like, my boss was like, can you work Thursdays now? And I was like, sure, just do not schedule me past 6 on Wednesday nights. First week schedules me at 8.30. I'm pretty sure I closed one Wednesday, like, recently. I don't I don't know. But the, the other, one of the other managers was being petty as fuck. And now I know one of my coworkers listens to this, but she already knows. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, and he <laughs> was like, he was like, no, we need you. And I was like, Really? Because three of you were sitting down at the end of the counter talking for 20 minutes, and um, <laughs> one of our other managers came up to me and was like, dude, you you can go. Like, we don't need you. Just check with so-and-so. It's just awful. And so then, like, seven minutes... Mr. So-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> seven minutes left. She came up to me again, and she was like, just go home, Violet. And I was like, thank you. And I told the other Violet. manager, and he was like, I need you. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm going. I'm leaving seven minutes early. <laughs> Why does the chain of command sound so crazy? No. I can't. I can't anymore. <laughs> Just. That's okay. You don't have to. I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm off tomorrow. I'm not doing shit. Well, actually, I am doing a little bit, but I'm going to pay bills and. I have to be really careful now. I, I really did not expect this coworker to listen. She, I was like, I have to be at home. I'm supposed to podcast tonight. Like, I was raising a fit as per usual. And she was like, I just love your podcast. And I was like, really? <laughs> Do I know her? Uh, no, she, I can't think of how long. I don't know how long she's been there. It's been a while, though. But shout out to Brandy. What's up, Brandy? She said that uh, one of her kids uh giggles every time that they hear us i don't i think it's a baby no i think okay i think he's a baby so he can't understand what we're saying but he laughs at our our voices oh baby but yeah i was like well oh morgan shout out to morgan again uh was like i don't think the baby's laughing at your content i think he's laughing at how you sound and i was like 
I understand that, but for the sake of my ego, I'm going to say he's laughing at our content. <laughs> also, hey, Morgan, what's up? Shout out to Morgan. <laughs> Damn. not the podcast anymore. Shit, man. <laughs> God, I'm not having it today. <laughs> when your friends give up on you. Uh, no, honestly, though, I'm on, like, the second day of my period, and it's always the worst day, and it's always like, here's a headache and a uterus punch and another headache and a uterus punch. Um, so, Illum- Illuminati confirmed we're all synced up. I'm on day three. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I'm on. I'm so off. Sasha, you fucked it up for all of us. I mean, only out of them that my this week, and I'm just... What was that? Upside down, Cody? Uh, I'm just let me log out. Oh, that was clear. Yeah, right. She's like, "Let me go. <laughs> let me go. Let me go." Can't go in the upside down anymore. Nailed it. Let me go. Let me go. Don't look up YouTube videos on how to be Zelda on Master Mode while I'm podcasting. <laughs> Definitely not. Um. <laughs> I said, that's why I woke up yesterday. My boobs hurt like hell and they feel like melons oh. today. Thanks, guys. Melon tits. Melon tits. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> I was being, like, really sensitive when I started <laughs> periods with murder blows. <laughs> It'll happen about <laughs> once a month, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I had the but... feeling we were going to have this conversation. I was like, I... we're going to talk about periods tonight. Oh, yeah. It, it's... What is that noise? I don't it's know. not me. Probably ghosts that playing tricks on me. Um, but uh, but no, I was being really sensitive, and I like jokingly, I was like, I must be about to start my period because I'm like about to cry at everything. Like I saw a cute bee on a flower today, and I was like, with <laughs> 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 the, I... the way the light's hitting your eyes right now, it looks like you're tearing up right now. You're like, jokes on you, I am. I almost cried on the way home, but that's because it's been a week. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a usual occurrence for me. Anytime someone's like, like, Eric will be sweet and talk to me on the drive home, and anytime he does, and I'm probably just crying or screaming music. <laughs> just, it's just where I get my feelings out. There you go. I just chain smoke and listen to Rob Zombie and cry. <laughs> <laughs> It's not funny unless you're me and you just know how sad that is. The only song I can think of is the Living Dead Girl song. <laughs> now I'm just imagining Living Dead Girl. <laughs> can I tell you guys something interesting? Not interesting. It sucks, I guess. One of my coworkers said that when I laugh, I sound like Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if it's a bellowing laugh, I can see that. Oh, yeah, like, when I go, ah, ha, ha, like, oh, my God, <laughs> to a T, like, I'm fucking I love it. triggered. I look like Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber, and I sound like Ursula. Like, what the fuck? I've had a lot of boyfriends. How did I do that? <laughs> Shut your mouth. Oh, my God. This isn't self-hate. I was going to say sate. This isn't self-hate with murder blows. No. Not. Maisie, is it your week? Is it is it your case? 
Oh my god, I hope so. I read a bunch of shit. <laughs> are, are you gonna tell us a tell us a story about your notes? <laughs> There's a, a lot of them. Is that a casual segue? Into... Oh fuck me. <laughs> your Those patio notes. story. <laughs> the notes that turn me into Pocahontas. <laughs> Can you paint with all the color of the death? <laughs> True crime. Uh, your name yes. are gonna call the cops. <laughs> they are, but they don't know where it comes from because I'm on like a lower level, so a bunch of shit just comes everywhere. Mm -hmm. So if uh, you're new here, hi, welcome to Murder Blows. Are even we even recording? Uh, okay, where <laughs> I would have cracked up. Oh. She's like, this is the one time I'm waiting for you to say go. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been so, a good call with my pissing shit out your butthole comment or whatever. Like, Sasha's like, God damn it. Really hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so my notes story. So I'm on my own personal patio and I got all these notes and there's a bunch of papers. Cue the wrestling noises. And I had a loose piece of paper from when I was taking notes at work yesterday. And I picked up my pen and the wind blew and notes that had words like murder and victim number one, victim number two, victim number three, spoiler alert, just flies into my neighbor's patio. And <laughs> the wind's been blowing all day, so there's no telling where it is. So this story might sound familiar. You might have seen it on Instagram because I had to tell people. <laughs> I thought it was funny. John responded to the story and was like, uh-oh. And then, like, the emoji looked like the Ugh. Oh, the <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put my name and date at the top, so if uh, you're listening, neighbors, that's mine. Don't call the police. <laughs> it's okay. Not... If they're smart, they'll Google it and then realize the people. Are I know. That's what I'm saying. It's oh probably Murderino. Yeah. I'm probably in good hands. They are plentiful out here. Like, oh my god, what is, oh, that would be, if we ever get, like, an actual ad, that would be dope. Like, our notes blow into the wind. <laughs> Sorry. Like a like visual ad, like a TV yeah. ad. Yeah, we can, we can do it like murder blow, like eighties, nineties. Yeah, and then someone can find it and be like, "Whoa, what is all this? This is crazy. What's murder blows? Better Google it." Pure. Whoa, typing. They're available on SoundCloud and iTunes and anywhere podcasts are found. <gasps> they have an Instagram. That's oh, lit. SoundCloud doesn't like us. SoundCloud did not approve our application. What? What do you mean? What? Or Spotify. Sorry. Oh, I was like, I was like, I was like, telling people we're on there. <laughs> no, we're on SoundCloud. I just, hi. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking. Spotify denied our application. They didn't respond to it, so we might have to switch hosts. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Didn't respond to it. Did I just get stood up by Spotify? They if they us. knew, if they knew how much I used them, maybe mm -hmm. they would rethink this little game mm -hmm. they're trying to play. Mm -hmm. Maisie now has access to all of my uh, playlists, so she knows. She knows. Um, it's the best. I just go and see what mood I'm feeling like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you feeling angsty? There's one on there, though, that's literally, like, let me see how many hours. It's fucking long. Oh, my God. It's more than a day long. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Moving oh, blows. In that move, mood for a long time. Oh, it's not. I overhyped it all. It's 14 hours and two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's over 24 hours. 
24 hours. 24 hours was 14. <laughs> That's technically how long you're usually awake. Kinda. True. Ten, I wish I slept 10 hours a day. I do not sleep 10 hours a day. Let us know if you sleep 10 hours a day. Can I? No. Oh, Cody does. I, do. <laughs> I, I definitely want to. I left my laundry room light on. I'm definitely gonna okay. <laughs> in a minute. Um, you can do it now. We won't tell. <laughs> you won't tell. I'll have to turn my camera off though, because I'm not wearing pants. So when I get up, just take your laptop with you. Uh, it's all very hooked up in. Yeah, <laughs> I would have to like hold my microphone. <laughs> And take it with me. Like one of those Tyler, old school going on an adventure. <laughs> anyway. little toaster. <laughs> that was such a great movie. Oh, but that scene in the it's the musical scene. Oh man, someone get there with me. I can't think it's really creepy. There's Does a scene it, in you have good memories of the Is movie. it like a dream? No, one of them gets lost, I think, and they have to, oh man, while while I'm going and turning it off, I'm going to Google it, and I'll let you know. Okay. She's gone. Light Adventures with Violet. She should have, like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Leave your camera on. Wear your pants! But I don't <laughs> like wearing pants. I am wearing pants today, though. Yeah. Ooh, my sushi meundies came in. <gasps> What'd you get? The sushi ones. Oh, sushi! I didn't get them. Oh no. Yeah, I got blue tie dye. They're they're fine. I mean, they're really cute and comfortable, but they're no sushi. Oh no. Were they like out? I don't know. I thought I reserved it, but I guess I didn't in time. Those bastards. I know some of the bitches. They're probably like you're new here. You don't know. I remember the song. Oh, the toaster song? Yeah, it's called It's a Bee Movie, and it's when the lamp sings. And they're in that creepy, like, warehouse, and everything's broken. Mm. What? It's a Bee Movie? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you got... predict the future? <laughs> I guess so. Did Jerry Seinfeld write the little toaster that could, oh, or whatever God. it's called? The, the brave, brave little, little toaster? toaster? I know, I just said that. I corrected myself. <laughs> Correction. <laughs> <laughs> Literally cardboard. <laughs> right here. Right here. Hello. Hey cardboard. Uh, You're doing great. Yeah, I would play I you an too. audio clip, but right. copyright. I, mean, I think you can do it for review purposes. Not if we're reviewing it. Come on, Jerry Seinfeld, bring it. <laughs> I think he did the oh. I just got that joke. Wow. He did the B movie. B movie. This is the second time we've brought up the B movie on the podcast. <laughs> Can I? It is. What, did the last time did I tell you guys my fun fact about all their haircuts? Nope. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> Whose haircuts? Just when I read, all the bees in the movie, in the B movie, have buzz cuts. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh. Yes. Do we slow clap? Do we do we spare fingers? Ladies and gentlemen, 
gentleman, my dad, Violet. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, actually. <laughs> I mean, yeah. America's dad. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> America's dad. I'm surprised it's not Raymond. No, I hate him. Raymond? Whoa. Yeah, like, everybody loves Raymond. No, Sasha just straight up hates him. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Disproven. Aggressive. You want me to do the dishes? Ugh. I think that's Seinfeld. That sounded like a very big Seinfeld impression. No. Can you Have do you me? Watch Seinfeld? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Okay. As far as like TV shows like that though, my dad was fucking Frasier. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten was... into that, but my coworker's like, you need to watch Frasier. And I was like, God. Fucking dope. I didn't know it was someone told me it was a sequel to Cheers. I don't know if that's true. Oh no. I was never into Cheers. Me neither. I think it might be. Oh. Oh, we're still on that. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> it says Dr. Fraser Winslow Crane is a fictional character on the American television sitcoms Cheers and Fraser. The character debuts in Cheers in the third season premiere, Rebound Part 1. Isn't that the truth? Is that Part 2? Blah, blah, blah. And then later in Cheers, Frazier's married to someone with a son that resides in Boston. After Cheers ends, the character moves to a spinoff series, Frazier. Spoiler alert. The span of his overall television appearance is there for a total 20 years. Tempsey Damn. Grammar, my fucking hero. My TV dad. TV dad. TV dad. My TV dad would be Skeletor. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. I've already edited so much out of this podcast. Mentally? <laughs> <laughs> this episode right now? <laughs> that's going and that's going. <laughs> Violet had a crush on Skeletor. That's all I'm gonna say. A a crush? Just a crush? You're gonna <laughs> sum it up like I was some schoolgirl. <laughs> uh. It's always awkward when people bring him up. I feel like he's an ex-boyfriend because, like, <laughs> it's like the first time I realized that like I thought boys were attractive. <laughs> what what do you call that? Your sexual awakening. <laughs> No, I got it. <laughs> All right, I'm not editing this. Out. I just, I just remember, and I was like, "Oh, damn! Whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Look at that bag of bones!" Literally, oh, he was more muscle than bones, really. Though, I mean, <laughs> he had a skull. Yeah, I mean. And I was just like, I want to fucking live in Castle Grayskull with that man. I'm fucking into it. Fuck yeah, he, man. man. I was like, there for it. But now, like, anytime someone brings him up, I just get really sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what about him? <laughs> what, about what do you Skeletor? know? <laughs> Take it back. He, man, is my dad. <laughs> Like, I want out of this. <laughs> so, wow. Even for
further out of that haunted house in Vegas. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> I want to go, Zach Baggins. <laughs> Let Murder Blows come through your museum. We'll review it. But only that if I get so scratched funny. by a fucking demon that's so cool. <laughs> Fuck. You're like, I'm sorry you got scratched, time. but... <laughs> <laughs> but also... I'm living. <laughs> she, was, she was a good sport, though. I was like, Violet, get over here. <laughs> and just endless Zach Baggins gifts. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> Oy vey. Um, Cody, who is your TV dad? <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny to me. I guess because the conversation got so weird. Oh, I thought you were like fist bumping. I was like, no, mine was Danny Tanner. Oh, solid. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I'm trying to think what a... cartoon I watched the most, but oh man, Uncle Joey from Full House. I was just it? said Bob Saget, but I was on mute. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> like, right before she goes Danny Tanner. <laughs> nice, nice. Bob Saget. <laughs> That's legit. I think Full House was, like, one of those shows that, like, I was like, no, I don't watch Full House. And then I went home and watched, like, four hours of it. Oh, yeah, because it was oh. on from, like four to five and then five to six or five to six to six to seven it was just on forever yeah and then sister sister alan thick was on oh or growing pains yeah i think it's growing pains growing pains i think so too Uh, i'll find out but i used to watch that show a lot who is your TV dad, Murder Blows listeners? Tweet at us at Twitter or on our Instagram or on our Reddit. Let's start talking about TV dads. <laughs> Do you guys remember the Torkelsons or are you too young? The what? The Torkelsons. No, I do not know. That no. sounds so okay. familiar. <clears throat> Just YouTube the Torkelsons. Oh. I was really big into the Oblongs in middle school. There's a weird... It was like a weird Adult Swim show, like when Adult Swim first launched. Like it was so when Adult Swim first launched, fun fact, it was Toonami After Dark, and they played unedited anime. So like Dragon Ball Z was like fucking crazy bloody, and there was like cuss words, and same with Gundam Wing, and like Outlaw Star had nudity, Sailor Moon had nudity, like it was just like dirty anime essentially. (laughs) Um, But then they changed it to Adult Swim and changed the lineup and everything and that's when they started to bring on like kind of raunchy like cartoons instead but they would still play kind of like dirty like plus like Cowboy Bebop was on there that was one of the first times I ever watched it was on but yeah fun fact about Adult Swim it, it started out like that wow <laughs> I've never heard of that or the Torkoal sins before, but Minkus is in it from Boy Meets World. Minkus. <laughs> Minkus. I love Boy Meets World. That yeah. was good. Yeah. I, I remember. Eric. Oh, yeah. Eric and then I... Sean. I got so hyped when Sean was in Cabin Fever. I was like. Uh, Sean Ryder Strong? Is that his name? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. 
a little bit. I didn't watch that show What about Proud Family? Oh my god. You will never date until you marry. <laughs> Flawless. That's all I, that's all I, I know. It's a, that's what Jenna Marbles would sound like if she did the quote from Proud Family. <laughs> One hundo. <laughs> They're in Hong Kong right now, and I'm really jealous. I know. Have you seen their latest video? No. Of them reacting to videos that people have made, like compilations of them. Again. Oh, that's oh my god. I think yeah. Was, have you have you seen the one where Jenna turns herself into a chair? Yes. <laughs> so people have turned it into a horror movie trailer, and it's so <laughs> hilarious. I cackled. When they're reviewing it, I'll find one and send it to you. It's so yes. fucking funny. Cause she's she's just dancing around with this paint, and she's got a bald cap on. She looks scary. <laughs> oh yeah, she looks haunting. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's like a nineteen episode callback. Are we at nineteen episodes? We're about to release twenty one. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah. We're That's recording great. 22. Yes. I'm going to find this horror trailer clip for you guys. Oh, man. Cody, I did not realize how many cats you had. <laughs> for real. Jealous. Fucking jealous. Four. And they're all girls, and they all hate each other. That's fair. <laughs> well, I can't say anything. I've got three. Like, I'm almost there. Yeah. Like, yeah. When you told me that Seth wouldn't let you have another cat, I was like, that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, he might be right. <laughs> he probably is right because the calico guards the litter box, so some of them pee in the house. The calico guards the cat food dish. The calico guards the scratchers. And so they're all afraid of being hit. Like, they won't go through the cat door because they're afraid they're going to get attacked by another cat on the other side. That is a seriously so. busy cat. Oh. <laughs> the calico. Wait till you meet her. Is that California? Yeah. I'm getting she's to like, know your cats because I know I love Frances. Oh, Frances. She's <laughs> the one that I hate because she hides around the corners and she beats up everybody. <laughs> She'll hear the cat door swing. And she'll hunker behind a corner and wait for the cat to walk by. <laughs> I love how cats swat too. Like I don't, I don't know cats. They it's almost like a like a soft punch. Like their paws just get up, and then I know it's a visual or audio podcast, but they just go up, and then you can see them like agitate, and then just whoop that. Whoop that. Like that server on Tosh Whoop it. It's like whoop <laughs> really like my cat really likes ice cream and i let her eat some and she got a brain freeze and her face got frozen and i thought yes. she was having a seizure but she wasn't it was just ice cream there's uh, entire youtube videos of that really yeah, yeah. I, I was the first one <laughs> <laughs> my old cat if you're kidding or not <laughs> my old cat lebowski would get it but he would get angry that he was like he had brain freeze so he'd be like and like just start swatting at whatever he could. I have a fucking beef with YouTube. And you know, it was just the other day, I was like, it was before we recorded last, so I was like, I should really work on not being so political on the podcast. But 
this kind of has to be so okay in my recommended do you guys remember that meme changed my mind yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay the guy that started that meme apparently has a youtube channel mm. and it is very fascinating but i hate that now that i've watched one video I not only get recommended his fucking channel every goddamn day, and I do think he's he's a smart garbage person. Like, he's intelligent and can hold a conversation. So he does these videos where he sits in, in like, public settings, like at colleges or whatever, and he's like, uh, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, God, there was just one I was, I was, the one I watched was about how he thought, oh, man, that, Men, oh, what's that thing? My brain is farting so hard. Oh, white male privilege. Whoa, okay. <laughs> okay, wow, okay. Thing. <laughs> yeah, so his thing was like, white male privilege doesn't exist, change my mind. And I was like, morbid curiosity, I was like, oh, are they like, is this like a good conversation between it and like like i said very intelligent guy super fucking intelligent i watched okay i watched two because i i couldn't get through that one because i was like all right i'm done here i'm never gonna watch this again how do i tell youtube that i never want to fucking watch this guy ever again yeah. the other one was it was like there are only two genders changed my mind and i was like legitimately curious about like the like going back and forth between that conversation that was the first one i watched and then i was like well he he definitely like brought it up at least that people have to if they believe in something really passionately they have to have an argument even if it's like silly you know not that the two how do i put this oh i'm digging myself a hole if, if you're going to argue with someone like have your points ready and like right you, know, you can't just be like this is the way i the way it is yeah, like, and even if, like, some sometimes that's how I feel, you know? I'm like, no, this is, like, racism. I feel like I shouldn't have to fight people on racism. That's true. But, like, you know, I'm like, oh, that's just how you should be. Like, you just shouldn't be a douchebag. But that's not, like, a, a good argument. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but now that I've done that, I get constant, constant recommendations for, like, Republican channels no and like so yeah i i i so i watch them on my playstation i watch the youtube app on playstation and the uh, only thing i've learned to do is like click on videos fast forward and uh subscribe and you can like yeah but you can't like download them or anything but i i can't like i've only watched a video and a half because i couldn't finish the other one i got too angry um, but yeah, I, I don't know if Murder Blows listeners, if you can get my YouTube back up, I just feel like I should watch like a bunch of liberal stuff just to counteract it. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch Philip DeFranco. He's pretty unbiased, but yeah, pretty, pretty liberal guy. But yeah, like I, I can't stop getting this douchebag. He's on my recommended every single day now. You might have to log in on a PC and like down them yeah yeah okay because it ugh, that's ridiculous like in theory like i watch some weird videos on the internet and you're telling me <laughs> i watch one fucking weird video and i'm gonna get a bunch of weird videos 
Life is an ocean, and sometimes you have anger, and you have to accept it. <laughs> oh, what does the ocean come in? You have waves of emotion. Oh. Wow, that's deep. So I'm frustrated with my therapy. Her <laughs> <laughs> motivational posters aren't doing it for you? No. No, it's my fault. It's not hers. She's doing the right thing. I just hate it. <laughs> I realized, listening back to the last episode, how, like, hypocritical what I said about therapy was. And I was like, <laughs> I just feel like she shouldn't ask me to hug myself when I'm five. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the point. <laughs> like, you're not supposed to get the point right away. Just do it. That's it's fair. so weird, though. Yeah, I, I I think that's the problem, though, with a lot of therapy is, like, not the problem, I guess, but even me, like, I'm a very stubborn person. Like, even tonight, I was, like, ranting about my job, and Eric was like, why are, why do you get so upset about things that you can't control? And I'm just like, exactly that, because I can't control them. John says that shit all the time. How oh much of the situation is actually in your control? And I'm like, don't! You counsel me! That's the problem. Because I can't fucking do anything about it, and I just have to sit there and fucking watch it crumble and attack me. And I just... I can only fight it off so much with good attitude. Life is an ocean. Positive vibes, bruh. I just punched just myself in the head with that. Don't be sad anymore. My favorite. All these fucking happy people. No, I'm just kidding. You've really been bantering for an hour? Yeah, yes. we got a murder. We got a murder. Oh boy, do we got a doozy. Oh no. Oh man. <gasps> Maisie, before yeah. we get into this, do I need <laughs> tissues? No, no, no. No, I but. Promise. Yes, but bring your thinking caps. No. <laughs> My brain. Okay. I know, right? I'll sit here and be like, mm-hmm, and then no. text you about it. <laughs> mm-hmm, I'll send you snaps later. <laughs> <laughs> so the Google train for this one uh, was no particular Google train, but I was like, I need a case. So I'm going to go to Ranker, which, hello, Ranker, you're the best. Ranker was like, this is 13 movies inspired by real crime. So I was like, oh, Ooh, hell yeah. The trend. I'm into it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting case. It is from 1958. So there is a lot of misinformation, which I didn't find out until way too late to change it, <laughs> to change the case. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so just hang on and uh, try to stay with me. I'm not really hyping it up as well as I thought I was going to. It's interesting. Okay, so we are in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska in 1958 is when the crime takes place. I'm going to tell you about the key people in this case is Charles Starkweather and Carol Fugate. Carol Ann Fugate. Fun fact, Carol is spelled C-A-R-I-L. And when I started reading it, I hadn't watched any videos yet, and I was, like, pronouncing it like Rick from The Walking Dead, like, Carl? That's not how you say it. <laughs> 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 
Fun fact, it's Carol. <laughs> okay. Charles Starkweather was born November 4th, 1938. Uh, he was the third of seven kids, and his parents were uh, blue-collar workers, but everybody, like their family, they were all respectable. The dad was, like, mild-mannered, and everybody was pretty chill. This is Nebraska, so pretty chill. Um, he was a redhead, which is awesome. Uh, he was born with a physical birth defect, and I'm going to mess this up, but it's a genuverum. It's two words for your Googling pleasure, and it's misshapen legs. So I don't know if that means bowed-legged or something else, but he could still walk. Um, he had poor vision and was constantly bullied for being slow. And he didn't do great in school until he started gym classes. Uh, in gym, he really excelled, and he uses newfound strength to bully his own bullies and vigilante justice. And but we're not condoning it this time. And eventually, just uh, anyone he didn't like, he was just, just like, "I don't like you. I don't like the way you look. I'm gonna get to beat you up because I'm strong enough that I can now, even though my legs are funny." Um, his best friend Bob Von Bush said that he could be the kind. This is a quote: "He could be the kindest person you've ever seen. He'd do anything for you if he liked you." He was hell of a lot of fun to be around, too. Everything was just one big joke to him. But he had this other side. He could be mean as hell, cruel, and then it just stops. Uh, if he saw some poor guy on the street who was bigger than he was, better looking or better dressed, he tried to take the poor bastard down to size. So we've got a lot of uh, insecurities with this guy. Um, I'd be insecure, too, if my best friend's name was Von Bush. I think that's the least of this guy's problems. <laughs> By uh, 16, Charles dropped out of high school. Uh, he was just hanging out, being a teen in the 50s. And by 18, he, well, so when he was 16 and he dropped out of high school, he got a job at a newspaper warehouse. Um, and then, like, a garbage, he was a garbage man for a while. And it just, actually, wait, I messed it up. He was a garbage man first. And then by age 18, he wasn't the best worker, so he quit and started a new job at the newspaper warehouse outside of Whittier Junior High School, middle school, where 13-year-old Carol Ann Fugate attended. So Carol Ann Fugate uh, is a young girl born and raised in Lincoln, Nebraska. Her mom, Velda Bartlett, had remarried a man named Marion Bartlett, and together they had um, a two-year-old, Betty Jean Bartlett. Those are all important names. Um, Carol had an older sister, Barbara, and Barbara is who introduced Carol to Charles. Are we following? Okay. Yes. What? Questions? <laughs> no, I, I'm following. He transferred. He's a bully now. He's a bully. He's a uh, bull-legged bully. <laughs> He's a bow-legged bully. He's a red-headed bow-legged bully. Um, his friend Bob is dating uh, Carol's sister, and that's how they know each other. Okay. So the four of them are, like, going on double dates and stuff. Um, uh, 18. There was an incident where, like, Charlie or Charles was trying to help Carol learn how to drive, and then she crashed his car, which was his dad's car, and so... Charlie's dad got really pissed and kicked him out of the house at 18. And uh, 
that's when uh, Charlie really decided to embrace the, uh, you know, the rebel without a cause, James Dean persona. Um, he started dyeing his red hair black with shoe polish. Dope. Uh, he reduced his wardrobe to jeans, white tees, and leather jackets. Which, I'm not mad at that look. But he's a douchebag. Um, by 1957, not sure exactly when, Charles and Carol were going steady. They were equally infatuated with each other, seemingly, because he's this older guy. He looks really tough, like leather jacket, cigarettes. He rolled his own, and Carol's like this little girl, and there's such a gross difference, but I think it was maybe more acceptable in the 50s. I don't know. He was, she's in middle school. I don't get it. So, while they're dating, they're together. Charles' first murder was on November 30th, 1957. <sighs> so he went to a gas station and he wanted to get a stuffed dog toy for Carol. Uh, he asked the attendant, Robert Colbert, if he could just use store credit, which I vaguely remember that being a thing where they would hand you like a credit slip. And it was like, we'll see you soon kind of a deal. Um, when Robert said no, Charles uh, didn't like that answer. He did leave eventually, but he really let Robert have it like verbally. Um, he drove away and then at 3 a.m. on December 1st, which I believe was the next day. I don't know if there's 31 days in November. Somebody find that out. Uh, Charles returned to the station with a 12 gauge shotgun. So this guy, remember, he's 18. So there's 30 at, days in November. Remember. Gotcha. Okay, so literally the next day, he goes back to the gas station at 3 a.m. It's a great time. Um, at first, he left the weapon in the car. He entered the station, bought cigarettes from Robert, and then he left. He drove down the road. He turned around. He came back to the gas station, leaving the weapon in the car. He purchased a pack of chewing gum. And then once again, drove away. He parked a different, a distance away from the station and he put apparently like a red bandana underneath his hat, but I don't, I like to picture it's over his face because what's under the hat gonna do? Um, let's see. And then he walked to the gas station with the gun this time and a canvas bag. He held Robert at gunpoint and stole $100 from the cash register before forcing him to walk back to his car, which I was, I've listened to a couple of podcasts and I'll cite those later, but there was one thing that most of the hundred dollars that he took from the door was in change. And that's one of the ways that they like got onto his trail because he would use change to pay for like stuff you wouldn't use change for. I don't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> so he forced Robert uh, at gunpoint to walk back to his car. Charles drove Robert to a remote area outside of Lincoln. Nebraska and forced him out of the car, at which point Robert struggled with Charles and attempted to get a hold of the shotgun. So Robert and Charles are fighting for the gun. The shotgun fired, shooting Robert in the kneecaps. Fucking ow. Uh, Charlie then gets a hold of the gun and shoots him in the back of the head. Charlie later claimed that in the aftermath of the murder, he believed that he transcended his former self to reach a new place of existence in which he was above and outside the law. 
Thank you very much, James Dean. Not James Dean, but whatever the character's name is in that movie. Uh, he confessed the robbery to Fugate. To he, he told Carol what happened immediately, claiming that someone else had killed Robert and he was just there. And Carol didn't buy that at all. So that was his first murder ever. And like I said, he kind of got an awakening. Um, he just proceeds on as everything is normal. Charlie had started telling his friends that Carol was pregnant. And when that rumor spread to both his parents and Carol's family, they weren't happy, obviously. So this is, this is the murder that starts the spree. Um, yeah, okay. So, you know, the rumor spreading that Carol was pregnant, she's like, WTF, why would you say that? Uh, Carol decides that after having dated for over a year that she doesn't want to see him anymore. She's done. They're outside of her house, and he's not very happy about it. He's, like, begging, you know, to take him back. He eventually left. On January 21st of 58, Carol comes home from school, fucking middle school, because she's 13, uh, to find Charlie behind the door with a shotgun. He told her that her family was at a friend's house, and if she didn't do what he said, they would be killed. So he tells her to put a note on the door so no one will bother them. And she writes a note that reads, stay away, everybody is sick with the flu. F-L-U-E. And it's signed Miss Bartlett. Um, that's interesting because Car Carol's last name was Fugate. The only Miss Bartlett in the house was her baby sister. And it was underlined three times on the note. She later told police, yeah, that sweet baby. I know she did that in hopes that someone would notice something was wrong. And the two spent the next, oh no, the next six days in the Bartlett house. Yeah. So while the note was on the door, over that six days, people kept coming up and asking, you know, what's going on? You know, where are the Bartlett's? Even... Carol's grandmother came and asked and one time her grandmother came and Carol was in the window and she was doing this she was saying like she was doing this I, I, you can't Sasha can, you guys can see me but like covering her mouth I guess and then kind of pointing over to the side and being like you know I'm not alone in here like something's up and even though her words were saying go away go away everybody's sick um no nobody that came to the door bought the note everybody knew that something was up they knew miss bartlett was the two-year-old they knew it didn't make sense multiple people went to the police and the police were like this you know y'all are being nuts this isn't a thing they're fine just leave them alone and in one of the podcasts i listened to they said that eventually over those the on the sixth day charlie's brother and brother-in-law because you know he had like six other siblings so one of his brothers and then barbara's husband his friend go and actually knock down the door and they find some stuff but i'll get to that so they leave after six days and now they're on the run they head to bennett nebraska to the home of august mayer who was 72 he was charlie's hunting buddy 
And when August answered the door, he got two words out and Charlie shoots him in the back of the head or just the head. Um, they stayed at his house for a night and left. While they were on a back road, their car got stuck. <sighs> Cue the sweet, innocent couple that saw a stuck car and offered to help. Bob Jensen was 17 and his girlfriend, Carol King, that was 16, got out of their car to help the couple. Um, they were met with Charlie and his shotgun like, immediately. He forced the couple into his car, drove them to an abandoned storm cellar and like a storm cellar they had passed on the road. Charlie then walked Bob to the cellar, opened the doors and shot Bob in the back of the head. So he fell down the stairs. Then he walked Carol King over and shot her in the head. He then pulled down Carol King's underwear, but no sign of sexual assault could be found. Op autopsy uh, later showed that Carol was stabbed in the back and pubic area. So while this murder was going on, Carol Fugate says that she's in the car. And this is the murder that Charlie says Carol helped with. So he says that uh, Carol had held a gun to Carol King's head and that she is the one that had stabbed Carol in the pubic area. Um, yeah. So keep in mind, Charlie says this. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, leaving the scene, the two drive back to Lincoln, which was stupid. And since Charlie had been in the garbage business, he had known where all the like wealthy neighborhoods were. Sorry, I had to burp. Ugh. Okay. Uh, so they drove to the wealthiest neighborhood and looked for the biggest house. Um, they entered the home of C. Lauer and Clara Ward and their maid Lillian Finsel. Uh, Clara and the maid Lillian were fatally stabbed and Starkweather later admitted throwing a knife at Ward, the wife, Clara. However, he accused Carol of inflicting the multiple stab wounds that were found on her body, which, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. So he was like, she definitely stabbed her, but I definitely threw a knife at her and it hit her in the back. Uh, he also accused Carol of fatal, yeah, of fatally stabbing Lillian, the maid, whose body also had multiple stab wounds. When uh, the husband, C. Lauer, returned home that evening, Starkweather shot him. And Starkweather and Carl, <sighs> see, there I go, Carol, so Charlie and Carol stole his 1956 Packard and took jewelry in it and fled to Nebraska. So it turns out a Packard is a really fancy car that they don't make anymore. Um, that means it was very noticeable. The, yeah, like what, here's your sign you deal weeds. They're already in the area that people know their names and faces. And now they're gonna drive around in a Packard. As teenagers. So, okay. And he's trying to say that, like, Carol committed some of the murders, too? Uh-huh. So... I could kind of see it. So, he's saying that, he's like, oh, I, I stabbed people, but she, like, she really helped me out. And in her interview, any interview 
I mean, we'll get to this, but any interview oh, okay. she's ever done, she says that he never asked me to help once. So I feel like that's a little misleading, but we'll get to it. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> Bring this remember, up again because I'm, I'm, I'm like my, the cogs are turning. I know there, but the, here's the deal. She's 13. He's 18 or whatever. They're on this fucking spree. She, anytime he's like, I'm going to do this thing. But he like, she still thinks her family is being held hostage. So she's just trying to stay on this good side. Yeah. You know, it's like survival mode for her in her eyes. Um, so where are they? Okay. So the Lauer, like C. Lauer and Clara Ward, it turns out Mr. Ward was like a friend of the governor. So he didn't care who he killed. He was just like, fucking, that's the nicest house. I don't like their house. I don't like his face. Let's go. So he didn't give a shit who he was killing. He was just whoever he didn't like. Um, the, so they're in the fancy Packer car. And because they realized they were getting more attention than they wanted, they needed a new car. And they found a traveling salesman named Merle Collison, who was asleep in his Buick along the highway outside Douglas, Wyoming. So they made it all the way to Wyoming. And they're like, well, people still know our faces, so we need to not draw so much attention to ourselves. Maybe if uh, they haven't driven back to Lincoln fucking Nebraska. Right? Like, it's not a big <laughs> town. Like, stay away. And actually what they did, they drove back by um, freaking uh, Carol's house to see, like, what was going on. And then they saw police. And they were like, okay, well, gotta go. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So... They're in Wyoming, and uh, they find Merrick Collison. He's sleeping in his Buick, like I said. And after, like, Charlie goes up, knocks on the window. He's like, what do you want? Charlie shoots him and apparently shot him, like, seven times. Like, once in the, in the facial area, once in the shoulder, chest, knee. He also blamed that one on Carol. Um. He he claimed that Carol was the most sugar-happy person he had ever met. He was the hunter. All right. Uh, they tried to take the salesman's car, and it was a push-pedal emergency brake, which is something that Charlie didn't know how to do. So while attempting to drive away, the car stalled. Uh, he tried to restart the engine, and a passing car stopped and like offered to help. For some reason, Charlie didn't shoot him right away. He just threatened him with a with a shotgun, and then they got to an altercation. Just to happen to be, a sheriff drove by, and so I was going down. And as soon as he like opened his door to get out, and Carol comes running at him, and she's yelling, she's like she's frantic and hysterical, and she says, "It's dark weather. He's gonna kill me." And so they put her in the back of the car. And they said that she is hysterical. Like, she's freaking out. She's freaking out. Starkweather, he gets the car moving, and he takes the police on a chase. He exceeds speeds of 100 miles per hour, and they finally get close enough that they shoot a bullet. It shattered the windshield and flying glass 
not the bullet, but flying glass cut, like Stark weather, like around the ear. Um, he stopped suddenly, and then he surrendered. So the sheriff that had shot the wind, the windshield, said that he thought he was bleeding to death, and that's why he stopped. He said that kid, that's the kind of yellow son of a bitch he is. Good job, sheriff. So <laughs> they take him in. <laughs> Yikes. I don't know why I wrote that down. Um, <laughs> I appreciated it. I, I enjoyed it. That was a copy and paste moment if I've ever admitted <laughs> to one. Um, a really weird, like, history lesson real fast. Yeah. See, so you know why cowardice is associated with yellow? No. Because the Greeks thought that, like, your feelings came from the fluids inside your body and bile is yellow and bile's at the bottom of your stomach so ew a coward they're a yellow a yellow belly coward oh that makes sense all right sorry for the fun fact whoa no i like it whoa (laughs) (laughs) i love shit like that though but then i like bring it up not in moments where it's pertinent. People are just like, why the fuck? Like, stop, Violet. Right. Well, <laughs> um, all right. So they are both. So Carol is in the back of a cop car already. As far as she knows, they're on the chase, chasing down Charlie. She's still hysterical. She's losing it. She hears on the radio that they got, they said they got Starkweather. And they said all of a sudden she is just like calm. So she takes a deep breath and she's just sitting in the back and uh, they took him to the precinct. They took him back to a precinct in Wyoming and uh, officially like later they were moved back to Nebraska. But while they're in Wyoming, this story is on the news everywhere and they're back at the precinct. They are questioning Carol, but she's like out in the open. They're not in like a, whatever room interrogation room they went ahead and put charlie in a cell they're like we're done with you we know what you did and so she's talking to a cop and a guy walks by and he's like i'm sorry for your loss and she says what and he i got the quote he said my god girl don't you know your family is dead and that's how she finds out that her family had died so this whole time she thought that Oh, they were already fucking dead. Yeah, this whole time she thought that she maybe had a chance to save her family. So here's what happened. Uh, Charlie goes to the house. It is record, like 100% fact that Carol was at school when the murders happened. So... Oh, okay. Because it happened in the morning. Like, when they find the bodies, they do the whole like they can tell what time and you know whatever um so the morning of january 21st car uh carl damn it charlie (laughs) goes to (laughs) carol's house and uh is like wants to talk to her parents and they're Mm -hmm. like no you made her pregnant like this is a thing that you did and why would you do that and he's like Oh, I mean, just calm down. And according to him, they came at him, and this was all in self-defense. But that is obviously not true. There's obviously altercations between 
Marion and Charlie, which is the father, the stepfather. He was ultimately shot in the head and dragged to the backyard where the chicken coop was. Her mother also shot in the cranial region. He decided her body should go in the outhouse in the backyard in the toilet part. Okay, so the baby sister. I don't know what it is about babies crying and men not liking it, but the baby started men? crying. Yeah. From the last three episodes. You know what I mean? Rock and then Oh the guy Sasha talked about. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So a little poor little what's her name? Betty. Started crying, and he didn't like that, so, I mean, do you want to know? He hit her head with the butt of the rifle. Oh, it's not that bad. I didn't mean it like that. I thought I was muted. No, but, like, he stabbed her and put her in a cardboard box in the same outhouse as her mother. What the fuck? I know. So, apparently, the outhouse and the chicken coop were far enough away that if you were in the house and you stayed in the house, you couldn't smell it. You couldn't, like, you wouldn't see anything. And apparently, he had enough time to clean up the stuff before Carol come home. According to Carol, he kept her, like, chained up at night. And they could only, they only ate what, like, the milkman would bring. I don't know. The 50s were a weird time. Mm. But she finds out her parents are dead. So... They're in cells, and they get put back to Nebraska. At first, when uh, Charlie was arrested, he claimed that Carol had nothing to do with the murders. This, that is also her story. So when they first started questioning him, their stories matched. Um, Carol said he never asked to help, and that one time she did hold a gun, and it was to uh, Carol King, but she knew that the gun was empty. Um, but other than that, she was just, like, tuned out. Also, she's 13. So if she's seeing all this, like, who knows? Who knows how you're going to act? He changed his story quite a few times because he was being cross-examined by, like, the defense and, like, nothing just wasn't adding up. He would say that, uh, Carol had killed this person to this person, like, messing up the pronouns for the people, like... It just didn't make any sense. Uh, He always, yeah, Carol always maintained he was holding her hostage and threatened to kill her family, claiming that she was unaware they were already dead. Uh, Harry A. Spencer, the judge, did not believe that Carol was held hostage. He thought that she had had to have helped in some way because she had plenty of opportunities, quotes, to escape. Um, The defense was like, what the fuck she's 13 like how is she gonna how do you even wrap your mind around that that's the whole shock thing like (sighs) so the judge didn't buy it and uh charlie received the death death penalty for the murder of robert jensen that's the only murder he was tried for and in that time they were like well that's fine because at least he got death So they weren't really concerned about justice for everyone. They just kind of wanted him out of the picture. I know, it sucks. Um, And Carol, here's a twist, received a life sentence on November 21st 
Uh, her sentence was eventually commuted along with her being paroled in 1976. So Carol spent 18 years in jail as a 13 to 14 year old girl. They didn't have juvenile facilities then. So she was in solitary confinement for most of that. What? <laughs> yeah, me too. I am. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. What? Yeah. So they say that she had plenty of opportunities to leave because they were going from different states and, you know, people were seeing them and witnessing them together. What also didn't help is that when um, she was arrested, you know, I said she was in the back of the car, she was hysterical, and then they said they caught him and she was calm. Well, okay. uh, hello, shock. And after that, she was so, like, stone cold in every interview. And her defense attorney... MacArthur, I think his last name was, he has been her DA for all, like, 18 years. Like, he was there by her side through all of it. At first, he started out and was like, I have to help this girl. And he ended up doing it pro bono because he heard her story and saw how she acted. And he was like, she 100% had nothing to do with this. Mm -hmm. So, so she is just a 13-year-old girl. Like, she's just saying what people are telling her to say her attorney says for the longest time now the media has like taken this firestorm because you have this bonnie and clyde couple that the media is just like it's a couple they kill the the parents and then they're like going crazy and they're killing all these people and they don't care who they kill um that's part of the reason why everybody thought she has something to do with it on top of charlie saying and changing his story and saying well she killed this person she helped me with this she did that they actually listened to charlie instead of listening to her so they stayed out she stayed out of the media as long as she possibly could her attorney was like you get to we're gonna have you do this one interview but it's just this one lady uh, nanette beaver i think her name is um she was the most persistent out of all the journalists in like an in like a caring way like we want to know what is actually happening so there's actually an interview you can watch and I'll post it on our Reddit because I watched it a little bit. And at first, and this is one of the first things I saw, I didn't know a whole lot about the case. Uh, they have cut her hair so she looks older. Like she's in more fitted clothes, like a long skirt. They make her look older. And her attorney had told her to, you know, not get too emotional. Because she, I mean, she witnessed all this terrible stuff. She is 13. Like, he just didn't want her to get hysterical. So, because he, she acted normal around him. So he was like, just don't get too emotional. Well, she goes full on like stone. And the media takes that as she is this cold-blooded killer. So that, on top of Charlie's word, made her the uh, youngest female to get a life sentence ever. She was involved, like, she was being told that her family would be killed. Yeah. So no wonder she didn't try to escape, like. Yeah. It's also 1958. Yeah, what are you going to do? I don't, I don't know. Trash. 
if I was 13 alone in 1958, I would freak a fuck out. I Especially know. if you watched the news and saw this. But, yeah. so, uh, after 18 years, she is paroled. She gets off on, guess what, good behavior. She had zero altercations. There is no sign of any, like, any kind of violent action while she was there or even before any of this happened. Um, after she got out, she changed her name and she worked at a, as a janitor in a hospital. She remarried once, but her husband died through like a freak accident. Um, yeah, like it just, it really sucks. Uh, I don't know if I talked about Charlie, but he got the chair like a little over a year later. They were yeah. so done with him. <laughs> John's listening. He's like, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man this case that girl's life on more ways than one besides killing her whole fucking family yeah well it's so crazy because even now i listened to maybe four podcasts about this case and out of the two of them uh the guy that was talking his grandfather was her attorney so he had like police reports and like insider stuff he wrote a book about it so i'm gonna take his word over these people that do what we do to sit here and tell stories because they totally said it. Like I listen to podcasts where they talk about this as a Bonnie and Clyde situation where she was like helping him kill her own parents. But that's, that's how like knuck and futz this is with the media. Like it was so new and having crime on TV was so crazy that they had a story and they stuck to it. And there's some stuff that like the police said that she was involved because it helped out with their case, but I like don't know enough about that to, to talk about it. But it was just it was just such a big deal. And the guy that is the grandson of the DA was saying that his dad remembers every like when this came on the news, he remembers where he was. Like it was one of those cases where everybody remembers. Which is crazy because I'd never heard of it before. But I wasn't alive in the 50s, so no. I guess it's not that crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like this is like our generation's Casey Anthony. Ugh, don't make me start it. What a garbage shoot. Um, there is some... So this case had a lot of cultural influence, apparently. Stephen King fans. Uh, there was a... Something about the movie The Stand. Okay. Did you watch that movie? Have you seen it? Yeah. And I read the book. Okay, Starkweather is said to have been a schoolmate of Randall Flagg in The Stand. Oh. Like, they straight up used his name. Oh, I don't I don't remember that, but it has been... So I read The Stand in the fourth grade, which... Whoa. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big-ass book. It's a long-ass movie. It's It yeah. was a mini-series, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. It, probably. It wouldn't surprise me. Stephen King's into all that shit, so... Well, there's also five other movies. Uh, the Sadist, Badlands, True Romance, Natural Born Killers. There's one called just called Starkweather. Natural and, Born and... Killers? Yeah. Is it supposedly about them? It is. So, on Ranker, that was the movie. That was like, this is based off of a true story. Now, if... Correct me if I'm wrong, but Natural Born Killers is like the totally romanticized killer couple oh well uh i've never seen it i tried to watch it but i couldn't find it holy it's phenomenal but i should know i've only seen it once in the fourth grade 
I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me, but no, I, I watched it once and it I wouldn't say romanticized at all. Um, it's pretty fucking terrifying. I never thought I could be afraid of Rodney Dangerfield, but I every time I see him, I think of this scene in this movie, and I'm fucking horrified. Like Robert Downey Jr., Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, it's incredible. But like, so I will say that in the movie, I think. Juliette Lewis plays Carol, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, and, so fun fact about the movie, it was written, well, I don't know about written, but uh-huh. it was Quentin Tarantino's yeah. before he was big. Oh, and it was so called, uh, Mick, it. Yeah, Mick and Mallory. Uh, yeah. But he couldn't produce it, so he sold it for 10 grand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and you can tell it's like Tarantino's writing, but you can tell it's Oliver Stone's directing because it's trippy and weird as fuck. And like, like I remember when I finished it, I cried in the shower. <laughs> I wanted to watch it, but it wasn't on Netflix. It wasn't on Hulu. No, it wasn't on HBO. And I'm it's like, hard to find. Uh, <sighs> when you come down, I'll just give you a copy. Oh shit! I think I have more than one. Um, it's a great movie, but like, I never would have compared the two cases just because, like. One, the girl does kind of, the girl in the movie, no spoilers or anything, I guess, I don't know, but the girl in the movie either has, one, Juliette Lewis looks way fucking older, like, I mean, she's, if she's playing a 13 or 15 year old girl, it's like, it's not working out. Um, <laughs> I really? love Juliette Lewis, yeah, she she's way older, like, she could barely pass her 18 in that movie but she's very like immature and childish in the movie so i can kind of see that but like Mm. i never ever would have connected those two cases like or that movie in this case really because because yeah you can like mallory in the in the movie or carol i guess um she's very like she's in this very hostile home environment Mm. and mick kind of saves her I'm going to put heavy quotations, but yeah, I I guess romanticized isn't the best word, but in that situation, like, he kind of saves her from this, like, god-awful, like, terrible home environment that's, like, like, the scene is really trippy, too, because the scene where, like, Mick saves her is done up like this, um, like, this 50s sitcom. Ew, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I said, there's a lot of, like, really heavy, dark elements going on during it. hmm So it, it's really odd. Like, Rodney Dangerfield will, like, say some creepy-ass shit, and then there will be, like, a laugh track. Is he the narrator? Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. No, he plays the dad. Ew. And it's, it's, but like I said, there's, like there's so many you kind of you're like yeah get her the fuck out of there yeah but then like it's just this like trail of of her being like oh what are we doing and he's kind of doing this to survive but i i don't know that's such an odd odd tie-in i never like i said i i love that movie it's really really good but i never would have made the connection ever really but it makes sense, like, in certain scenarios, because, like, Robert Downey Jr. plays this news reporter who's following the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can tell, like, he's trying to romanticize it. And Mick, or the Charlie character, I guess, 
like is not fucking here for it. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think by the time it got to their like spree, Charlie wasn't he wasn't really thinking about her a whole lot. He was just like, You're here. You don't have to touch anything if you don't want to. But that's the thing, like, there's a very like you can oh god, that's crazy. I have to rewatch this movie again now. Like I uh. I'm so, like I just wanna make all the little connections now. Also, any excuse to rewatch Natural Born Killers, I'll take. If she had done this in today's society, she probably wouldn't have been tried as an adult. Yeah, No, absolutely. that's so, one of the things her lawyer really, really fought for, is for her to be uh, tried in juvenile court, but they didn't, they wouldn't allow it because there were so many, there was such a body count. Mm-hmm. Also, in 58, there was not a serial killer like this before, especially because there was no motive besides, I don't like your face, or you're in my way. That's literally it. But he got to be the bad guy he always wanted to be, and he got the chair for it. Yeah. So I was going to see if you guys thought, like, whether you feel like she was guilty or not, but I feel like it was pretty obvious. I still think it's pretty crazy that recent podcasts are just telling it like the media told it. So, honestly, even... I think at 13, it's kind of hard to to really pin anything on a 13 year old in general Mm -hmm. but I I definitely don't think she should have gotten the sentence that she did Mm -hmm. if at all yeah well I just I get that the media it's so hard in these situations because like the media can fucking run wild with shit and especially like here we go time to get feminist but especially that she's a woman they were like, yeah. we've never seen anything like this. So if she's fucking guilty, like, this is insane. Right. But I could kind of see, like, even if it was, like, Stockholm syndrome you know? Like, right. where you're in this, like, rush, you know? Like, of adrenaline constant. hmm Just, you know, you're in this situation. It's kind of like when you get that hankering to steal something. Not, yeah. not anything, like, major. You're not like, I'm gonna pull off a fucking Ocean's Eleven bank heist. Right. But, like, when you're... When you're like, I could just take this gummy bear from this candy store. Yeah. Like, you get this little rush that it's, like, something you're not supposed to be doing. And she did date uh, Charlie before all this, right? Mm-hmm. But then she broke up. That's what kind of was, they were like, this That's true triggered it. But the thing is, with the media, like, the before they were even caught, before they even saw the their whites of their eyes. Like, the media had painted this picture that they were a Bonnie and Clyde-style duo, doing it together, Mm -hmm. I'll hold them down, you shoot them in the back of the head kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And by the time she had her first interview, when she was stone cold, that's when the media was, like, confirmed. Like, do you see that emotionless 14-year-old? Like, (laughs) what? I I could honestly I like I said I definitely do not think that she should have gotten the sense she got or any of that, but I I could definitely see like well, that's what I'm saying like if you're sitting at home watching your watching the news why would you not think that she is guilty? Because to her because the media is like she helped kill her own family like she's doing all this stuff and here she is just a stone cold, you know, little preteen yeah. like and, why wouldn't you think she did? 
And I think, like, Stone Cold, too, it's, it's like, different than, like, when you see Casey Anthony, like, partying fucking three days after her fucking kid goes missing. Like, right. you know, like, that's obviously, she's fucking guilty. I don't, that's a whole fucking other story. But, but it's also different than, like, Andrea Yates being, like, catatonic and just yeah. totally checking out. Because yeah. with Carol, she is answering, but all of her answers are in, like, a monotone voice, and she's talking like this. And everything's just, just a fact. Damn. I'm totally yeah. going to watch that because, like I said, I, I could kind of see her at least being involved. Maybe not even, like, just kind of, like, scared of everything that's going on and just kind of being like, is this my life now? Like, is this what yeah. I do? You know, yeah. like. I, and, but that's I why it's so also, interesting because it's, and, it's almost 60 years later and people are like, yeah. she definitely did it. She definitely didn't. Like, yeah. And and even so, like, you mentioned Natural Born Killer. So now I'm I'm definitely, like, tying it to that. And if some of the things were going on in her home life that, like, maybe she even confided in Charlie about being like, yeah. oh, this is happening. And he, like, took that as, I have to get you out of there. Right. Not that he was in the right mental state at all. Right. And he wasn't a douchebag. But, right. like, I feel like there are just so many angles i want to hear the other girls though like i'm i'm so fascinated about sasha because i know sasha and i kind of got heated last last week about our our uh exorcism versus non-exorcism but i i think that was a good conversation and i'm excited to hear what her and cody definitely so <laughs> i'm gonna shut up i mean i think i love the story it sounded like 48 hours or 2020 or something like <laughs> fantastic. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like, like the Jody Arias girl. Like, I mean, would you show emotion after you found out your family was slaughtered? And yeah. a 13 and 18 year old, like, that's five years, but when one person's 13 and one person's 18, that's a really big difference. Like, Yeah, it's super gross. <laughs> she was probably really scared of him. And then when she found out her family was, like, all killed, she probably just shut down. Because, I mean, yeah. she didn't have anybody Yeah. after that. Even if they were abusive or whatever, you know? Like, she was probably, <sighs> like, my family was not as bad as this guy. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's, like, her sister stuck by her side, which was good. Her older sister. Right. And her sister's husband, which was actually Charlie's friend, stuck by her side. But other than that, she didn't have anyone. Right. I just, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like it wasn't definitely not a Bonnie and Clyde thing. And I feel like that she definitely should not have got the punishment she got. And if she was abused at home and had, a, like, childhood filled with trauma like she could have had some kind of mental syndrome where she just went along with whatever people did you know yeah kind of like when you're a teenager and you have kind of a group of like rebelish friends and you're the quiet one and you just kind of go along with them because right you don't want to be the one that's like guys don't <laughs> yeah Sasha so, that's my opinion I like it. The opinion that she might have helped, mm -hmm. but it might have been like under threat, like right. Yeah, 
have no doubt that he would have been because his so his first thing was I never asked her to help with anything. Exactly. Well, that was she said that too though. She was like, he never he never asked for me to help him. That's true. Okay, that's so I mean, well, no, but I mean that's just part of it. That's why it's so interesting. Well, I mean, even if he never asked, like if you're if you're out with somebody and you're just supposed to be hanging out and they start shooting up people, even if they don't ask you, hey, do you want to do this too? You're still going to be like, oh my god, how do I get away? But I can't do anything because they'll kill me next. Like, yeah. Well, another thing is this is in the 50s. So the shotgun is massive and crazy heavy. And he went hunting frequently. And uh, there was an incident where they went hunting, not incident, but a time when they went hunting and Carol went with them and she could hardly lift a shotgun. And their friends confirmed that. They're like, she couldn't hardly lift it up by herself. Why would she be able to do that? And that's the only gun he had was that shotgun. I was my my second argument was that stabbing is a very personal crime and right. attributed to women like way more than men. But then didn't he stab like the baby when he like killed the family? In the, beginning? the baby and then the woman, the Mrs. Ward, like the fancy house. She was like walking away and he like straight up just threw a knife and it hit her in the back. Yeah, so he had an MO of stabbing, so it's not weird. Right, right. Also, wait, he threw a knife in it? I remember you talking about that in the story and me being like, yeah, I could see her making that kill because throwing a knife and hitting her in the back is a fucking task. So when he was in the ward house, he uh -huh. took his sweet time and because it was the wife and the maid there, and uh, he pretty much used fear to control them because he's got the shotgun, mm -hmm. his his ginger hair is probably seeping through his dumb shoe polish. They're like, what's happening? Uh, <laughs> he asked the wife, like, to go make him pancakes or something dumb because he wants a rich person to wait on him. Yeah. And while her back is turned, he throws the knife, like, sitting far away, throws it, not knowing if it's going to hit her or not, and it hits her in the back. Dumbass. He should have done that after so he could get pancakes. But he had stabbed carol king before the girl in the cellar yeah like it's all just that's why this is so interesting because you have four different people they're like well, I don't yeah. Fucking know. yeah this might be my favorite Maisie case holy I shit know. it was it i was... felt so scatterbrained oh my god no i i mean like everyone's done some really great cases but this one this one has me shooketh yeah, the last one though, when you when we did the crying episode, as I affectionately call it, right? That's the one. I, like I, yeah, I, I won't listen to that one. I did. Oh no, <laughs> I won't. I know what I sounded like. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, that's awesome. Anyways, yeah. Well, she definitely she's... made like almost everybody I know cry. So get yeah, that. yeah. Oh, damn. That's, mm -hmm. what we're That's what we're here for. Emotions. What? Which episode was that? Morgan said she's going to binge watch the podcast tonight. Shout out to Morgan. <laughs> Shout out. I think it was 11. Yeah. It's the 6th Backstreet Boy nobody wanted. Is it outro time? Where's that outro music, man? <laughs> outro music, man. <laughs> you gotta do advice. 
Oh, I thought last week we did advice. <laughs> <laughs> this was your idea. <laughs> no, we did things we loved last week. Uh, my advice is uh, use IMBD way sooner in your arguments. <laughs> I did. Um, mm, true. Kevin Durant. That was my fault. I, I led the people wrong with the name Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bruce. Oh, wait, but, um. <laughs> damn. I could have swore we did advice last time, but I'll believe you this time. Um. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. <sighs> is that. Alright. Anyway, I have to think on my advice. I'm not prepared. Let's see if John, do you have I think we need a mixture. Uh, make sure you always have clean underwear. There you go. How about put a paperweight on your mother notes? Oh, that's more relevant. That's a good one. Hmm. I know I'm. I'm stuck. I've been listening to '80s music lately, so uh, make sure to get your '80s tunes in there. That's valid. Um, I would say don't drink in podcasts, but I do that 80% of the time, but I feel like I'm talking a lot tonight, so that might be my advice. Don't, don't drink and do a lot of things. Don't drink and drive. That's awful. How about tie your interests together? Murder and movies. Man, Maisie, we gotta do a movie podcast. My advice for myself is I need to do another podcast because every day I wake up and I'm like, I should text Maisie. I need to do a podcast with Maisie. Yes! I want to produce it. Please, 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 please. <laughs> One of us are going to learn how to do it. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, no way. And if I do it, I'm going to give up 40 minutes into it and be like, oh, well, the rest is unedited and raw. <laughs> it's going to be Violet spitting out movie knowledge and me just frantically googling while she's talking i i want to do like a like a views style podcast with Maisie just about can I be jason? so wait jason can i be jason <laughs> yeah, we're both kind of jasons maybe <laughs> we're also both kind of davids if you guys don't i'm not gonna plug their podcast they're fucking loaded they don't need us no <laughs> but like four Teslas. they don't need us yeah they're buying their mother's cars now like i've been returning them (laughs) 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 so jason bought his mom like a mercedes yeah and then she was like i don't want this i don't want this car it's too nice she lives in boston and he was like he was like no ma it's gonna be great and she was like, no, it's going to be shit in the snow. Like, I can't take care of a nice fucking car. Get me right. something practical. And so I think they just got her old car back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the finale, I'll be honest. I, I didn't, didn't listen I didn't to this either. week's views either. No, I've been too wrapped did up in... Views. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did it for the views. Oh, God. Anyways. Right, yeah, that's, that's all my advice. Let's get the fuck out of here <laughs> that's what john's saying john i'm with you let's go watch some fucking tv <laughs> am i the intro this week you are fuck Twitter, instagram at murder blows 
Oh, I'm I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna. And Twitter. All right. Uh, cool. Is this where we say bye? Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. around with this paint and she's got a bald cap on she looks scary <laughs> 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 <laughs>